0: The nature of thy words are the life for those who are scorched by the world, the words which have been uttered by the knowers of truth, which wipe out sins. The very hearing of which is beneficial, which are beautiful, pleasing to the ears, pleasing to the hearts, which are inexhaustible. Those who recount them on the earth are the givers of plenty. Om, peace, 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 peace. As you know, the verse which I chanted, which is spoken from Gopi Gita, from the Bhagavatam. Which is, I think, chapter 31st, volume, book 10. Krishna saw the full moon on Atam and he promised to the Gopis that I would come and play with you. So they are playing and the gopis become very proud. Or there is pride, there is no God. Immediately Krishna disappeared. So the gopis began to s- cry. And all these verse came from the tears and prayers. Through tears, through prayer, we can wipe out our egos. Where there is ego, there is no God. No. Jab mei tha, tab hori nahi, jab hori tha, tab mei nahi, diva rojani nahi aktham, day and night never stay together. So, when their egos are wiped out, <coughs> Krishna appears again. Him, the recorder of the Gospel of ramakrishna used this verse in the beginning of each volume of the Gospel of ramakrishna I wrote a long i give a long lecture on this which is in the in our youtube anyhow <clears> him. <throat> He is a very unusual person. Headmaster of his school, wife, few children. Sri Krishna told him, I I seeing you, I remember, I saw you. In previous life, you are in the group of Chaitanya. You see, in every age, always remember, a recorder comes along with the incarnation of God. They are the recorder of the God's words. I knew you. So I am recording this gospel, there are 179 entries in the gospel of Ramakrishna, which you see, 1010 pages, that huge volume. So, this holy company, you cannot buy it. It is very precious. And sometimes they say everything is not in the books, which is life it inspires life. So, the series of talks I started here, Prachi and Shadhudir Kautha stories of the Vedanta monks, this is the part 1, part 2, these 2 volumes consist 1040 pages. These 2 volumes came from the diaries of the dead monks, from my diaries, my interviews with different Swamis and my reminiscences and some I collected from other shwamis also. In spiritual life training is very, very important. Training. I read a book by Ravi Shankar, my music, my life, He used to play 16 hours a day, she thought, under Alauddin Khan, famous musician. And he used to say that how I was trained, if you have a good teacher, good guru, and if you get training from that person, he says, Yes, I am trained. In this country, you know, children, we send our children in Harvard, all big, big, best universities, they have, oh, I am from Harvard. Immediately, you command respect. They have a great school, great teachers, or medical school, best medical school. I am trained by such and such famous doctors. Same thing in a spiritual life. Training. So these monks, which I am going to tell you, they are trained by Holy Mother, Brahmananda, Vivekananda, Sivananda, the direct disciples of Ramakrishna. Sometimes I say that when you go to attend any lecture and classes, remember at least one or two things you must take with you at home, which will really touch your heart. Do try to swallow too many teachings. Few which appeal to you. In my talk, not all my readings or all my sayings will not be appeal to you, or will not, may not appeal to you. But few will, no doubt about it. Training. I shall start with Swami B.B. he was a disciple of Swami Brahmananda. I met him first in 1970, sorry, 19, yeah, 1972, in Olima women's retreat opening. Then in 1973, he invited me, he was the head of the Seattle Center. Chaitananda will come to Sri Ramakrishna's birthday festival, Will you come and give a talk? I I was then in Hollywood. <coughs> I said, Maharaj, yes, I shall be glad to come. <coughs> but I have a condition. Condition? Uncle, of course, Maharaj, I have a condition. <laughs> you will have to take me to Vancouver. I want to see that place where Swami Vivekananda landed on 25th July 1893. He came via Japan by boat, Empress of India, and that is the name of the boat. So you'll have to take me there. Then I shall come. Alright, I shall take you there. Then his eyesight was failing. Very learned man. Swami Brahmananda's disciple. So he was telling me, Siddhango, will you take breakfast with me? Uncle and what time do you have breakfast? Well at ten o'clock. No Maharaj. I'll be very hungry. <laughs> I take breakfast at seven thirty to eight. But I shall be I shall be with you at the breakfast place. But I shall not eat with you. I shall eat earlier. All right, all right. So when he went to the shrine I just sat behind him. I have a very student's nature. I love to learn. So I saw that monk came and waved an incense to the sh- to the shrine to the images. <clears throat> then he started to repeat his mantra with his rosary. <clears throat> then he meditated. Then, closed his eyes, he began to chant various hymns of gods and goddesses. So, at the breakfast table, I asked, Mother, do you remember when you were initiated, what kind of instruction you got from Swami Brahmananda? Sixty years ago, he had initiation. Immediately, I saw his face, immediately shining like anything. Yes, yes, I shall tell you how my guru initiated me. <coughs> After initiation, Swami Brahmananda told me, if you want to make your spiritual life exciting, practice four things. Puja, path, job, dhyan e chatte kurvi, your spiritual life monotona sabena. Puja, worship, ritual, Part, reading, japa, chanting God's name, dhyana, meditation. If you practice these four, your spiritual life will not be monotonous. You can switch from one to the other. I got a great lesson from that old monk. (coughs) Then he told me, Well, Chetananda, we have a custom, I shall give you some present so she took me he took me to Jesse penny and bought a jacket for me (laughs) still that jacket i have (laughs) (laughs) swami gave me a jacket maroon color a jacket then from there i came to portland swami Asheshananda, 1899 to 1996 I met many monks in my life, but this monk was very unusual, very unusual person. If you see him, you will see that he is intoxicated, as if he is possessed. The way he moves, the way he talks, extremely serious person. Tremendous renunciation, purity, learning. Even at the in ages, he was mowing the lawn. <laughs> very independent. He won't allow anybody to serve him. He will cook his own food. His sleeping habits, his routine is very difficult, He will go to bed maybe two o'clock, three o'clock. He will get up. 9, 10, then he will do the puja. He says, you don't know what he did at night, his lunch will be at 3 o'clock. <laughs> I cannot survive <laughs> that kind, with that kind of routine. So then I used to eat with other monks and devotees. <coughs> Then Maharaj told, one day I was eating, Maharaj said, I made some rice pudding for you. So he came then, as a dessert, gave me rice pudding, and it was burnt, bottom. <laughs> 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 How is the rice pudding? very good, very good. Here is a disciple of Holy Mother, old monk, make rice pudding for me. <laughs> I just enjoyed that rice pudding. He joined, he was initiated by Holy Mother in 1917, then in 1921 he joined the monastery, <coughs> then that year he asked Brahmacharya initiation from Brahmananda. In our order, if you want to be a monk, it will take nine years. First you join pre-professional, then professional, then two years training, center, involvement. After five years he will get the first vow. Brahmacharya. Then, after four year, another four years, they will get the final vows, the ochre cloth. So, after nine years, they will get the ochre cloth. <coughs> but at that time, there is no such rule. These rules came later. At that time, the disciples of Ramakrishna can do anything they like. <coughs> In 23, in 1923 he got his monastic vows from sarudananda and 21 to 27 he was his secretary in 1947 he came to assist shami nikilananda in new york in new york <coughs> from there he was transferred to boston from boston he came to hollywood and in tubuco he was in charge for a few years then in 1950 Five, he went to Portland, and he died in 1996. He never returned to India. Sometimes we used to tease him, Maharaj, we shall buy the ticket for you, will you go? <laughs> no! <laughs> Swamiji says, <said>, forget India. <laughs> <laughs> well, that Swamiji told Swami Turayananda, forget India. But <laughs> he never went. very unusual person, his dress, very <laughs> difficult. His bushy hair, sometimes shaving, sometimes some, you know, very, not very well clean, <laughs> cloth, very very unusual person. But when he would lecture, he would lecture with so much power, I shall shall quote you a little bit. Western science has split the atom, releasing the great power for potential destruction. But Sri Ramakrishna, by the power of his intense sadhana, has split the curtain of Maya, releasing the great power of realization. Power and peace never go together. If you seek power, you will get Rolls Royce. And if you seek peace, he will, have, he will get God. Renunciation is not condemnation, but deification. His speech was, was a very amazing way he, he used to lecture. Extempore, whatever comes to, on the stage, what comes to his mind, he will fire. <laughs> he did not tolerate any gossip or chat, ch- chatting now. And about punctuality, don't ask him. <laughs> because he told you, you people live in time, but we live in eternity. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when he used to come to Hollywood, you see, he was the senior most. In America, we can give Brahmacharya to the boys, but she will have to go to Belumad. But for the nuns, Brahmacharja Shannas, we can give in this country. So he was the senior most shami. So he was invited in San Francisco and Hollywood. We have convents. on so, Maharaj, generally we used to do a mar, that ceremony early in the morning. But Ma, we shall not get Maharaj. So we used to compromise. Eh, Maharaj, 8 o'clock will be all right. Yes, all right, 8 o'clock. <laughs> In the centre, in Portland, Mr. Bush, he was the president of the society, he would come and at 10th, 11 o'clock lecture, he will come and start to read something. Swamiji's books, he will read. Audience are seated there. When Maharaj will come, nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> but he after 20 minutes or sometimes half an hour, he will come. And then Mr. Bush will stop, yes. and then he will stop. Sometimes he is very humorous, not that always. He then told Jesus' story that how he got his vows from Shami Brahmananda. Shami Shardhananda said, Generally, the president of the order can give you those vows. So he went to Shami Brahmananda Maharaj, Will you give me the vow of Brahmacharja? Oh, you want Brahmacharja. But I cannot give you free, I shall charge. Maharaj, I am a poor monk, mm-hmm. but you will have to give me 108 rupees, otherwise I shall not give you the vows. Maharaj, I am helpless, I have no money. Then he asked another boy, hey, you want Brahmacharya, yes. You are from Midnapur district, can you do your Odishi dance for me? So they were Yes, Maharaj, here's the dance. All right, you will get Brahmacharya. <laughs> you <coughs> will have to give me an Odishi dance. When he was moving hands. And <coughs> then about this, Swami Asha Shananda. Well, mm-hmm. oh, you have no money? No. no. But I can tell you how to get money. <laughs> <laughs> you work for Swami. Ashi from Sharadananda, who is the general secretary of the Ramkrita order, he has a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> and he is the, in Udbodhana, he has a book department, a lot of money. 108 <laughs> rupees you can get. <coughs> you go to Calcutta, for Bellun Mathi went to Calcutta, and you went to report it to Sharadananda. The Maharaj said, This, I need 108 rupees. Sharadananda said, You now go back again to Belur Math, and tell Swami Brahmananda that in Ramakrishna Math mission, Sharadananda is yours, all money of Ramakrishna Math, you the president. All money belongs to you, whole Udbodhan money belongs to you. So he went there and told Belur Swami Brahmananda that Maharaj, Swami Sharadananda says, whole money of Udbodhan belongs to you, Saradhananda belongs to you, among all, everything belongs to you. Hmm, Shardandha. Empty words! Did you bring any reason? I do not trust you. These are all empty words. You, there is no reason, you again go back. And I he is dictating this is the draft and take his signature, then you come back. See, again you came to me. just like a shuttle back and forth. Again came to Belmat to to Udbodan Calcutta and reported to Shardananda. All right. Tomorrow I shall you come with me, I shall go to Belur. The next day Sharda he went to Saradananda to we went with to to Math, and told Shawim he said, Shardhananda said, You will stay outside, let me go inside. <coughs> he went to Brahmanda's room and then he came back and said, you will get Brahma Shardha. Anyhow, he used to tell that story that how Maharaj was he said, a Brahman. Sometimes he plays, you know. He sometimes he said, Taragda so many people checking initiation, nobody is paying anything, I shall charge. Yes, Maharaj, you must charge, heavy, heavily charge. Play. they are no Brahman. <laughs> In 1922, he is He took his vows, Maharaj blessed them. I went to the, when I first went, he came, this old Shadu, mother's disciple, came to receive me at the airport. Then he took me to Maltanoma Falls in Portland, Mount Hood, and I saw, you know, the Columbia River, standing in front of the river, chanting, glorifying gods and goddesses. You know, I was watching all these monks, that how they live. They live in a different world. Then I am a very, you know, I am a very... Collect, collection is very important to me. I wanted to collect various things. He gave me 400 pages, his diaries to me. It was, some are written in pencil, some pen, it become brittle like Papadam. But I, I copied them through the Xerox and saved most of the things. Still those things are with me a big box. From 1921 till 1927, six years he wrote. What he saw, the disciples of Sri Ramakrishna, Jogin, my mother's disciples, all these things he wrote. Then I remember one summer in Laguna Beach, I started to, when I was preparing the manuscript that I'm going to read to you, I started to copy from those things, selected portions, selected portions, which will be, has some good spiritual values and meanings. That I did. <coughs> he came to Saint Louis several times when give Brahmacharya to our Brahmachari Tom, then Swami Shad of the Memorial Service, then in nineteen eight our Golden Jubilee. You know what he did? We saved. When he would come, we bid you take them telling the reminiscence of Holy Mother and the Jari Disciples. Those things are now in our YouTube. Vedanta.stl.org, if you go, with the guest speakers, we put many of his talks. So very interesting. In olden days. So that we we recorded. Sometimes I used to watch him, he used to perform rituals in the shrine. He will come with You know, we generally follow the formalities, rituals, one after another. No formalities. <laughs> so, offering flowers, doing the mudra. I thought, his sadur fell down. When used to do the pupati, you can feel that he as if he is worshiping a living person. You know some people worship like a mechanical, throwing mantra and throwing flowers. but this person is worshiping as if he is worshiping a living feeling that was, it, is a, it is a joy to watch this kind of person. Then after the worship he will come like a holy mother. He will take the prasad fruits, sweets, each person he will give. I many times you know I well, visited many times. Never I heard any from his lips any criticism against others. <clears throat> he followed his mother's holy mother's advice. My son, my child, if you really peace want peace in this world, do not see fault in others, rather see your own faults. Nobody is a stranger in this world, my son, my child, the whole world is your own. Make everybody is your own. That Holy Mother said, that was her last message. How to get peace? Do not see fault in others. When you see faults in others, remember those faults are within me, within us, otherwise I cannot see faults in others. Swamiji gave a beautiful illustration. Here is a 2-3 years young boy or young child in the room. A thief entered and taking away the jewellery. This child did not shout thief thief thief. The concept of thief is not there in the mind of that little child. Mind is that person, that little child, two, three years old child, mind is very pure, transparent. The concept is not there. When we see bad things, that the concept is within me, that I am projecting. That is the way it works. Anyhow, sometimes I see that he plays in two roles, Srinamuyi Mata, Donjodata Pita. Loving mother and chastising father, sometimes he used to scold his devotees, and the devotees loved his scolding. If he stopped scolding, they were thinking, Parashwami will leave this world soon. They are hankering to get his scolding. Hmm. Then he said, do you know what Maharaj scolds us? He wants our welfare, he wants to destroy our ego. You see, I sometimes say, in America, it is hard to be a good teacher. If I scold the disciple, they will sue me. <laughs> disciple abuse, wife abuse, child abuse, disciple abuse. <laughs> so I'll be sued. <laughs> now it is, it is very difficult to correct somebody. They are furious. Very sensitive ego. I have seen some people. But then, you, know, you know, I really love to know. If anybody corrects me, I become so happy that I am corrected. If somebody says something, first see that which is right or wrong. If it is right, that criticism, accept it and correct yourself. And if it is wrong, just ignore it. That is the way I function. Anyhow. there is one Brahmacharya there, he is an American, Orananda. Swami, I have a little problem. Problem? Go to the Mother, Holy Mother. Then another day says, Mahara, Swami, I am a little depressed. Depressed? Get used to it. (laughs) His voice was very commanding. One day he was lecturing, it isn't like that somebody go in and uh, all of a sudden entered the lecture hall. He saw a man came enter. Sit down! <laughs> he shouted. That man sat down. So after the lecture everybody left. That man was seated there. Then <laughs> Maharaj went to him. Who are you? I am a UPS delivery man. <laughs> <laughs> UPS delivery man. <laughs> 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 UPS delivery man. <laughs> 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 One day I asked Maraj, you know, I have, I as I said I have a student's nature. Maharaj, how do you prepare lecture? When I first came to this country, all the Swamis in this country, all Swamis and Bhaktian Swamis, everybody's lectures are in my room. I listen. How they wish to talk. There are three kinds of speakers in this country. One no preparation, he will come on the podium and go on speaking. The subject he announced, maybe five ten minutes he will speak and remaining time, digression. <laughs> but wonderful speaker, auditor, but he can mesmerize people. Second, some speakers, they write the whole paper and they will read. No good. Eye contact is very, very important to a speaker. If I am reaching, you are not seeing your eyes, I can understand. Thought, that one I try to follow. I really worked. I meditated on the theme, I studied, meditated, studied, meditated, then I put some points. That helps me, because my thoughts will be very logical, arranged thoughts and I have no fear that I am out of ideas, I will have to speak one hour. <laughs> I remember I had a friend, he is a Episcopalian minister in the East Coast. He used to tell me, Swami, Episcopalian, but he is a disciple of Swami of Christian minister, but took initiation from the Ramakrishna monk. Swami, you people speak one hour. In Christian sciences, Christian churches, all sermons only 15 to 20 hours, all 20 minutes. Swami, no soul can be saved after 20 minutes. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, do with you within 20 minutes, Swami. No soul can be saved after 20 minutes. You always remember. <laughs> but, I had to speak one hour, so, so most of the swamis only speak that way. So uh, that is the way I prepare logical ideas, so that I am not out of ideas. I have theme, so I carry something. That, I, that was the instruction of my teacher, in the training center. My principal swami told me. Never go to any lecture or class without preparation. Otherwise, your poverty of thoughts will be seen by your students that this person doesn't know. When you speak, speak with conviction." Then I asked him, that, how do you do? What do you do? When you are teaching Vedanta for 40 years, still you are preparing. Well, yes. I know the meaning of these words, I know the scripture very well, I know all six types of philosophy. But do you know what do I do? Before lecture, I meditate and I see those ideas, new thoughts, new ideas, flashes in my mind and I get uplifted. Then I go to the class and I commun- communicate those ideas to, the, to you people so that your mind will be uplifted. You know, I lived with these monks, they're so sincere, genuine. No faki, no cheating business. Oh, Swami used to say, when I speak I give them something tangible and they receive something tangible. That I learned from these monks. Otherwise you know, some people memorize the lectures and give the lectures. Some people speak only intellect. This Swami told me, when you go to class, at least <clears throat> Tell them how to practice it, otherwise it will go boom, the, t- the application, show that this is the teaching I am telling you, these are the disciples of Krishna or Sri Ramakrishna or, or Buddha or Christ, they, ex- they experience this teaching in this way. Always give them examples, 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 that is the way it works, anyhow. So, Swami, He says, you know in the <coughs> Sunday morning I read some Upanishad Gita and I read some Vivekananda's books and I get some ideas, based on I, these ideas I go and I lecture. So we knew his, his his method of lecturing, he will start with Plato and Aristotle, then from there he will jump to Thomas Aquinas and Master Eckhart, we know it, and from there he will go to Heisenberg and Einstein ah. and from there he will come to Holy Mother and Sardar. <laughs> <laughs> All lectures are the same pattern. <laughs> we will start with Aristotle and and, and, and Plato. <laughs> Very interesting, really it's a joy to hear his talks, you can hear in on in the, in the, our, our website if you go. On YouTube, you will see his lecture. Very interesting, very entertaining. And sometimes he was humor also. God vision and television never go together. Always remember, God vision and television never go together. I told that thing in the in the training center, and all boys are clapping. <laughs> In 1996, 16th July, I went to see him. He was in jet bed, they are feeding him through the tubes. Some insure and some other medicine, and he loved Coke. So Coca-Cola are going through the <laughs> <laughs> But his voice, mind is alert. voice is not perfect trudy knows their feeding. He was telling Shantarupananda, Shantarupananda Chaitananda is coming to see me. Keep a chair near my bed. Yes, Maharaj. And remember that any guest Swami comes, we give them a little gift, please, Maharaj. So I went, they gave me thirty-five dollars a cheque. So I told Shantarupananda, the assistant Swami, hey, let us go for shopping. So we went to J.C. Penney, and I bought a Channel 5 perfume, <laughs> big bottle, $42. He gave $35, $42 I bought a big bottle of perfume. Maharaj was lying down, closed his eyes, so around his bed I sprayed perfume. You see, day after day, if we stay in the bed, you know, so that no bad odor can come. Yeah. So I put perfumes all over the bed, around the bed, and gave the bottle to Mr. Bush, mm-hmm. that time to time, please spray a little perfume, the holy man. Just my feeling, my love, that's all. Then I was telling, Maharaj, I am leaving. Will you bless me? Pran-bhode! <laughs> Wholeheartedly I bless you. He shouted, hala by breaking my bones I bless you. I shall never forget those words. So powerful, that person is dying. Amazing. He died 16th October 1996 at the age of 97. It was a big memorial service. We all went. Quite often he used to repeat a verse: "Jivanmukti, sukha prapti, hee tabe janmadharitam, atmanitamukti na na tu These verses from Shankaracharya. Shamit, with this birth change the life of Shamit to reality. Jivan Mukti. Freedom while you are living. And in this very birth, you are illumined. Jivan Mukti Shukha Human beings are born. What purpose? Why are you born in this world? To get the bliss of Jivan Mukti. Freedom. <coughs> Getting for having the freedom while living, there is tremendous joy and bliss. Human beings are born to experience that bliss. Otherwise, You are the Atman. Nitya mukto, ever free. You do not have any desire. You are not born to fulfill the desire of your life in this world. That is the teaching of the highest Vedanta. Why are you born in this world? What world? So, that he used to talk about, He was a great mystic. Now, his diary, those portion is my writing about Swami Jogananda. Swami Sharadananda said, whatever he heard from other people, he used to write in his diary. Swami Yogananda, the disciple of Sri Ramakrishna, practiced severe austerities in Vrindavan. And seeing his austerities, yoginma another woman, disciple of Sri Ramakrishna, complained to Holy Mother, Mother, this monk will die. He is torturing his body. He does not eat. So Holy Mother tried to Change his austerity, you know, my son, please eat. And he became the attendant of Holy Mother. When Holy Mother was in Nilambarabha's garden house, he used to carry groceries, rice, lentils, vegetables on his head for Mother. If anybody would give any gift to him, he used to save money. He saved two or three hundred rupees. Why? When mother will go for pilgrimage, mother will use it. You know, those things called love. He never touched Holy Mother's feet. When Holy Mother will leave the place, he will go and take the dust of that spot. <coughs> Swamiji said, do you know, don't touch mother's feet. Do you know what will she do? Suck! She will suck all of your impurities, all of your ignorance and she will suffer vicarious atonement, she will take all of your sins, instantly, she is the divine mother, and make you free from all impurities and ignorance, and then she will suffer. So, Shamaji said, don't touch her feet, she is the compassionate mother. You know, we have never heard such things. After his Sri Ramakrishna, Holy Mother and disciple's life, we learn these things are not in the scriptures. He was married, Swami Yogananda. Among the disciples of Sri Ramakrishna, Adhita Nanda was married, his wife died. He was an elderly person. He was eight years older than Sri Ramakrishna. Yogananda was married, Sivananda was married, Brahmananda was married. Four disciples are married, but they are all in of Brahman. So, he married, I have no hope. He stopped coming to Sri Ramakrishna in Dakshineshara. Master, all his advice, lust and gold and maya, I have no wife, I have no hope. This life is gone. His parents forced him to get married. He did not want to get married. And he was Ishwar Kochi. Among six disciples, they are all acting to Godhead. So Sri Ramakrishna was trying to bring him. His home was in Dokshinishwar, near Kali temple. I shall not go. Then one day, he said, Hey! You took some money from a person in the kshineshara and you did not give the return, what kind of person you are, then he was very much hurt. Today I shall go and return the money and I shall never go and see the master. So Sri Ramakrishna was, when he saw Sri Ramakrishna, Sri Ramakrishna immediately was in Samadhi. Then Sri Ramakrishna took him to his room. He did not ask anything about the return he is supposed to give. Look, if you want to realize God with wife, I can do it. And if you want to realize God without wife, I can do it. If you have mind here, even hundred marriages will not do any harm to you. You bring your wife one day, Bas. Sri Ramakrishna took her to the, the mother's temple. Changed her mind. Sri Ramakrishna can do anything. He can remove some person's karma. And Sri Ramakrishna touched him. Bas. He became Kamjit. Last left from his mind forever. One touch. Swami the sage. Among our all disciples, that person got the blessing of the Master. Finish. He is Ishwara, God, he can do anything. He was telling Golapma, Gopalma, Golapma told this story. One day, Swami, Yogananda, and Saradananda, bringing groceries for the mother from Barano, the other side east side of the Ganges. And they're coming west side of the Ganges. And their boat hit by a steamer and was about to when top topsy child the boat it was about to sink. And mother was on the roof, he saw the boat's condition. Anyhow, luckily it did not sunk. It did not sink. So what happened? But you know when these things he was holding the ghee, he bought some ghee for Holy Mother, he is holding. I may die, let my mother's ghee be protected. You know, this incisions, episodes, so When in I year, I understand what is called love. Feelings, that we learn from the reaction. I love you, I love you, you know, I love you, I miss you, This American monster. <laughs> this demonstrated what is called love. 13 June 1923, Sri Ramakrishna told him some people come, nobody is perfect, they make some mistakes, that doesn't mean I shall throw them out from this place. I must rectify them, correct them, change their life. That is the job of a guru, teacher. Mm -hmm. Gulapma, Holy Mother was in Jairambati, Gulapma cooked for Sri Ramakrishna. One day, Gulapma, Sri Ramakrishna sometimes at night become very hungry. So, she brought a big bowl of farina pudding. So Sri Ramakrishna was midnight eating farina pudding. And this lady, the Kirushin in Nendokshineshara was watching. See, he, he's not eating. He is feeding someone, somebody from inside is gulping the food, It is the kunyalini, the serpent power of the mother, is gulping the food. She was wondering what is this, ār karo mone karo āuti Sri eating is not his body, he is feeding the divine mother inside. I watched it. You know we have never read such things in the religious history of the world. Gogun Maharaj, Sri I'm sorry, the day I arrived in, I went to Shepapudhisthana, somebody said, hey Gaguna Maharaj died today. Mother's disciple came as a little boy, In Kualpara. He was behind this mother's statue in Jarambati. We used to call it Gogon Maharajar Ma. <laughs> he used to say, Do you know what? Toward the end mother's teeth, you know, some he could not bite properly. So do you know what he would do? He would put some papries in the corner of her cloth. And then she would put some chili or some other soy, and then she would smash it. And then when it becomes powder, that she was to eat. Village people, <laughs> they do not have what is called, crash and all those things. Village people, village method. You know, sometimes I can visualize my village life, how they live, very simple, very simple life. Or everything, so many gadgets in the she shik- in the kitchen <laughs> 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 I remember when Provo the died he had in nail cutters and clippers a lot of instruments, <laughs> a big box of instruments, so I sent to Belun to our we have a barber she only shaves monks, so I, I gave hey ramrod, here are some money nail cutting all these machines you know he saw those things. Maharaj, I am more intelligent than American people. is <laughs> <laughs> <It's> an illiterate <laughs> barber. Bar. How can you be more important? Look, they have so many machines to cut the nail. I have only the nail cutter, only one that you know that also I rub on this slate and on the on the leather and with that when I cut it. Only one simple until look these American people have so many so many gadgets for cutting nail. I am more intelligent than American people. <laughs> Funny <laughs> mother was very sad because a woman named Shindubala she was pregnant and she was arrested by the police and forced her to walk for a long distance heavy advanced pregnancy why because she is connected with revolutionary movement when mother heard these things, she was crying and crying and crying. They, then they found there is another Shindubala, another name, another lady, so they released this woman. So, so they, they says that we, we hesitate to give any information to the mother. She couldn't bear another sufferings. Like one day I was eating hoodie, papri sitting near mother, a beggar came and was begging something, all of a sudden mother says, do you think I have only two hands? I have many hands, I am working. But I, then immediately he, she checked herself. No, 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 I have two hands, I have two hands. It is Durga, ten hundred Durga, mother. So I work all these hands. I am the divine being, I am not an ordinary woman. You know, this morning I was reading, I was thinking, Swamiji says, intellectually I can comprehend what is the knowledge of Brahman, Brahmogyan, but it is hard to understand That how the infinite God enters a human body and functions, that is hard to understand. Infinite God enters in a human form as an avatar, which is beyond comprehension. A tiny banyan seed can make a huge one mile radius banyan tree. If you go to Botanical Garden in Calcutta, you will see it. Nobody knows where is the root, one mile diameter, one tree. You know there are many uh, roots entered and support the tree, banyan tree. One devotee made a remark, I said, when you offer food, does God really eat the food? That is the question. He said, if I do not get the response, I shall not eat. So, two past two o'clock, we could not find any sign. Then, he was a disciple of the mother's disciple. Then, all of a sudden he found, from the Thakur's and mother's eyes, some light was coming from the eyes and touching the food. That is the way mother used to see. He, mother, went to a devotee's house in Calcutta and trying to offer food to Sri Ramakrishna, she light was not coming. She prayed. Light was not coming because food was impure. Impure person cooked that food. Sri Krishna will not touch it, then Holy Mother said, Master, I know these people are not pure, this food is not pure, I know it, but do you know what, if you do not eat, I cannot eat, I have come to this devotee's house, I will have to eat some food from them, please touch somewhere on this food, then immediately saw a light came and touched at the corner of the plate, and touched a little and disappeared. Then mother realized and then ate a little food in the Javuchi's house and came to the ashram back. You know, these type of things have, we have never heard. In the Gita, there is called ushmapa When you offer food to God, it must be steaming. That vapor goes to the God. It is in the Gita. But the light comes. The food remains the same, but light touches this food. I when I offer the food, I say, Master Ajunat, Master Rajunatu, I like mother to see the, how the light comes. But I know it is coming, please eat this food. <laughs> and if you want good food, please go to Belun Math. <laughs> <laughs> Go to and fancy food. Here is whatever we can gather that we offer to you. Please eat. That is the way I offer food every morning. She was telling in 1923 Holy Mother's temple was dedicated in Jairambati. He collected Swami, Asya collected flowers and he saw how Swami Saradaranda initiated a lot of people. Then she wrote Swami Akhañananda's reminiscences that, Swami said, do you think I shall die like a you know sick person? And, I shall die like a hero. And Shamaji asked his disciple, Hey, bring Yajur Veda, read this mantra, Shushumna, Surjvarjasa, how a yogi gives up the body, the kundalini shakti will go up, and through the head, through the crown, the prana will go out. That is the way I shall die. Shamaji was a hero. Jet was under his control. Then he said." Samaji's death, he mentioned, like a child, two two times he gave the long breath, then passed away, Mahasamadhi. But during Pur, when we are cremating Sri Ramakrishna's body, we are shaking his skull. There is some blood here, but that is through that passage, prana left the body, crown, chakra. Then he mentioned Ramlada's reminiscences. Do you know what? When Sri Ramakrishna's mother was dying, her body was carried to the in a cot, carried into Ganges, two legs of the of the cot inside the water. And Sri Ramakrishna asked his nephew, could you bring some flowers? Kurobi pull, Kulyanjar. Taking this pool he offered to his mother and said, Mother, you do not know whom you carry in your room. I am the infinite God, I came from your room. And he cried. So we cremated Sri Ramakrishna's mother body with sandals. One day Master came to Barakpur trunk road and said, Do you see this road? Straight! A monk's mind should be straight, should not be crooked. Straight mind! As Jesus used to say, straight is the gate. Then he used to brush his teeth with a twig, fresh twig, that is he used to brush his teeth. Then he came to, Holy Mother has a cottage there, so he came to Holy Mother's cottage, Hello, could you give us some breakfast? So, Holy Mother gave some moody and kodai bhaja, or gram so beans fried, and a little oil, and a little salt, and gave a bowl to Sri Ramakrishna. Oh, I see, you know, next to your room, there in the garden, there is some green chili, give me a green chili. That's Sri Ramakrishna. That is his breakfast. <laughs> I shall stop tonight, then there are some good spiritual things are there which I shall talk to you next Saturday. Very interesting, you know that many of you may not have background to know about the Jari disciples of Sri Krishna Household disciples, do you know how to look at it? Here is the raw material, they lived with Sri Ramakrishna 2-3 years and here is a finished product. Their whole life was transformed, that is called religion, whole life was transformed. Some are divorced, some lost their dear ones, grief stricken, some are very sick, some their characters are very bad, drunkard, debauchee, how they came to Ramakrishna's Grish Goshi to say, Sri Ramakrishna made me God. Look at me. What I was and what I am now. This transformation must come. That is called true religion. That we find in this in this in the lives of these books, in this of these people. Transform. You know, some people do not understand true religion. Religion is being and becoming. Religion is the manifestation of divinity already in human beings. Religion is the manifestation of perfection already in human beings. That is the way Shammajib. The old religion says he was an atheist who did not believe in God. The new religion says he is an atheist who does not believe in himself. That is true Vedanta. I am that Atman. nitya, Shuddha, Buddha, Mukta, Saitta, Sabab. That is my true nature. Perfect. nitya, Shuddha, Shuddha, pure, ever pure, Buddha, ever awakened, Mukta, free, Saitta, eternal, infinite bliss, infinite non dual. Atman. That is the true nature of human beings. That realization is called true religion. Otherwise, this book, that book, Guru, Yogi, Baba, all external, all external. Religion is religion. It is between you and God. There should not be anybody else. And transformation must come. All right, up to this tonight. Next Saturday will be another, then Monday I shall return to Saint Louis and tomorrow morning I shall go to San Diego. There eleven o'clock I will have to lecture there. So Bhajananda's aunt this morning. Bas Shanti.